Welcome to the second installment of the Whiskey and Fire podcast. As you can see, we have, if you're watching in the right spot, we have went video. We don't know what we're doing, but hopefully it turns out good. Um, welcome back the repeat listeners and welcome the first time listeners. Glad to have everybody back and glad to have the new people join in. Um, yeah, we're excited to uh, to add the video piece of this. We've had a lot of people tell us, you know, we want to see, oh, we want to see you pop the bottle. We want to see what you look like. And we're like, you really don't, not really at all, but. <laughs> they're going to find well, out. They're going to find out. Then we're going to get a whole new set of messages. Of, ah, show the bottle, not so much yourself, you know, whatever. But um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this episode. I don't know about you, Derek, but I'm, I am pumped about this one. I, I didn't think we would have something cool happen so fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I figured we would still be fishing for topics and figuring out what to talk about. I figured it'd still just be our wives listening and nobody else. So I've been surprised a lot. <laughs> they've all been I exciting. Did. I did. I figured my wife going, no, I think you're going to figure it out. You're going to get it. I think, no, you're doing good. <laughs> that's and right. I, that's a lie because that's not what she does at all. She tells me everything I do wrong. What I repeat too many times, what I shouldn't say, how loud, oh. I, you know. Nothing but a critic. Nothing but a critic. But uh, yeah, and, and to shout out to her, this is the second official episode. So we had a trailer, a first episode, and a second episode. I think last time I said second episode, and I was immediately chastised for that. You know, that's you know, that this <laughs> it's tricky. I, I've been saying the same thing, but the first one was a trailer, but it still felt like our first episode. You know, and so, but technically, she's right. We got to give her credit. I think I think the trailer just gave us a. I guess a piece of comfort that if it sucks, it was just a trailer. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> That's right. if you, if you called it an episode and it sucked, then it's like, well, I mean, that was an episode and it was terrible, but if it sucks and it's a trailer, it's like, well, you know, they were just trying. They, it was a trailer. They, they didn't know what, right. what they were doing, but, but no, we're really excited about this. And I mean, I think we all need some excitement right now. This January has drug and drug. I saw a meme that said this, the eight, the first 83s of 83 days of January have been terrible. And I'm, I'm much behind yeah, that. I mean, we've, it feels we've, like that, doesn't it? It does. We've had freezes, floods. I mean, I feel like just personally, I've had a bunch of just stuff not go the way we wanted it to go. It's just like, my gosh, when is this what 2020? I think every year we, we, we look as this year won't be the year that I have to be the warrior and you, you still have to be the warrior every year. I don't know. It's yeah. Well, it's no world fun when you're, it's literally 11 degrees for, for an entire week. And then the following week, it's flooding and raining and, and cloudy and just gloomy for an entire week. You don't see the sun and you never got any snow. You had all that rain and all that cold and no snow for the kids. So it was kind of just terrible luck this year. Oh, I know. Yeah, I felt bad watching water. Of course, you don't have, I know yours is, your son's 15, but I still have an 11-year-old. And, you know, I remember being a little kid in East Texas thinking, oh, is it going to snow tomorrow? And your parents are going, I mean, it's going to sleet and it's going to ice. And it's not going to be fun and you're not going to make snowballs. But, That's yeah, it'll right, be cold yeah. and wet. And she's out there trying to roll up a ball of sleet and just, I mean, you're making a rock. Just stop. You're going to hurt yourself. But yeah, she did it. She had fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and if you notice this nowadays, they cancel school quicker. I want to say in our days, you know, you were up at seven that morning dressed for school, watching the news going, come on, just say my school. Yeah. I don't remember having a day off. I I, like a, a, you know, a day we were supposed to go in. I don't remember ever getting called out. I want to say we had a couple, but it was one of those, like I said, like we were at the door still watching the news and like, oh, sweet. We get to stay home. And now they're like, you know, 11 o'clock the day before, just letting everyone know there won't be school tomorrow. And you get that automated phone call and you're like, this is bullcrap, man. We, we didn't have it this season. This was not, this was not what we had. That's right. But 
now hopefully this weather's behind us. I'm ready for the spring. There's, I'm more of a, I'm, I, I say that I like cold. I like to be inside and chill, but it wears its, it wears its, it wears thin. So I'm ready for golf. I'm ready for barbecuing and having a fire and being outside right. smoking food and grilling, which is the other half of this show. And I know me and you have both been trying to figure out how are we going to incorporate this in the show? You know, it's, it's hard to get to do anything when you're inside and it's rainy and cold. So I think we're both ready to get outside and get back to that, even though, I mean, both of us, we're two different kind of outside cookers. I mean, we enjoy the, the hobby together, but I know we have two different realms. You're more the, you're more the competitive guy, aren't you? You're the, you're the guy who's got a trophy and what have you. Well, look, for the record, we have more than one trophy. Okay. But <laughs> more than one. Uh, the reality is, yeah, we did some com competitive stuff. We haven't done it in a couple of years, really since COVID. Um, and I was living in Mississippi, right? So we didn't really have an opportunity to get together. We need to get back into that, but we haven't really done it in a while. But we did some like real competitions and we didn't fare very well. We did some kind of intermediate type stuff and we did okay. And then we did some stuff like in the neighborhood and then, you know, we win some trophies. I don't know if you guys can read that, but um, the important thing your is son's says, baseball trophy. first place. <laughs> now there's a grill on it. If you look close, <laughs> you can kind of see it. Oh, look but at that. Look, look at that. There's it. a grill on it. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff we're competing in. So it's not like we're doing a whole lot different than you are. I don't think. We're doing brisket. We're doing ribs, chicken, sausage, that kind of stuff. Um, that's the stuff I really enjoy. And frankly, the weather... It can be super cold for the most part, and I'll still want to get out there and do a brisket. Um, it's the only thing that I, if, if you wake me up at three in the morning for anything else, I'll be just super irritated. But if I'm going to be making a brisket, I'm out there and it's cold and it can be raining. I don't care. And I'm just getting the, the fire started. It's just this amazing feeling. And it's and basically sit there and babysit it for an entire day. It doesn't bother me at all. And then, of course, the outcome is incredible. So uh, maybe that's why I haven't done a brisket stop. yet, because three o'clock is not me. That's not, okay. That's okay. Me. So you haven't done a brisket. I haven't. I've, I mean, halfway out of fear and halfway out of laziness. I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm not going to be, there's nothing going to excite me about three o'clock. I mean, there's, there's nothing to <laughs> excite me about that, but also fear. I mean, that's not cheap, man. If, if I do that and make a big piece of boot leather, I'm going to feel like an idiot. So I try to stick to a little bit more, I guess, foolproof things. I can't screw up too much. So I'm a, I'm, I'm doing a pork butt ribs, smoking a chub, you know, a big piece of bologna. Uh, <laughs> Look, if, fun stuff like can, that. You can say chub and then tell me it's a big piece of bologna, but when you say chub, I don't think a big piece of bologna. And I don't even think I could ever use it in another context besides the one that immediately comes to mind. But uh, that's great. So, how, talk me through smoking a chub. What do you do? You cross hatch it, cut it end to end, kind of let it open up a little bit, seize it, cover it with your mustard binder and seasoning, and those all that pieces just kind of open up and. I mean, it's already got enough unhealthy fat and seasoning in it, you know, that it's just going to taste delicious. I have seen a guy, I've seen people cut it into like, sl like slices and call it Mississippi, uh, what was it, Mississippi round steak? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's funny, it's not, but. It's not far off. So how, it's, it's not far. It's, so with like brisket, you know, and, and ribs, you've kind of got uh, at least a general timeline for how long you cook something. And then you got to worry about the temperature. It's all got to be just right. You got to smoke it for a certain you know period of time, then you might wrap it, whatever, right? What are you doing with a chub? How how long do you cook it? Is there a certain temperature you're trying to get it to? Uh, until you're ready to eat it, as as long as you can look at it and and not want to eat it, you know you're there. But no, I mean you just watch it once it kind of opens up good and and the cross hatches will all kind of open up and space out a little bit, and then you know you're kind of getting close and ready. I mean you can eat it raw or not raw, you know processed, so yeah. it's already healthy to eat. You're not trying to get to a temperature. 
I but I mean, you. also like the time we got together and finally tried the smoked queso, you know, that was delicious. That was a, that, that one blew me away. I didn't think that was going to turn into anything. So no, yeah, I'm just, I'm ready to get to that stuff. You know, I'm ready to get out there and do that again. Since I guess I'm the lazy one who doesn't do it in the cold or at three in the morning. Well, I don't do but, it when it's like 11 degrees. I think that's probably where I draw the line, but for the there's most a, part, there's a cutoff I'm point. Yeah. There's I'm grilling everything though. I talk about brisket and ribs and I do that, but I don't always have time. So I grill the normal stuff, burgers, chicken, hot dogs, all that kind of stuff. But I'll, anything else I can put on the grill, I'll do it. So I cook my chili in a cast iron pot. It's like a competition style Texas chili. Um, and it turns out pretty amazing. I, I got to make you some at some point. But then we've, you know, I've done uh, pizzas on the on the ceramic grill. It's pretty awesome. So any anything I can I've, have I've, an excuse to go out there, I'll do it. I've gotten into the griddle lately. So I got one of those. Finally, I broke down and got a Blackstone. And man, that's if you haven't done that yet, that's fun. I don't know. I don't know what the excitement is. Maybe it's you've always wanted to be the hibachi guy at a Japanese restaurant or something. But <laughs> man, it's just it's fun to do. It's it, the cleanup's not bad. It's things just taste better. I mean, burgers are sitting there cooking in their own fat and grease, which I mean, my doctor says is the way to do it. That's the way to healthiness. So yeah, that's that, what I'm going to do. But no, <laughs> I remember from the trailer you said you've got that you're on the cholesterol medication. So what do you, what are you worried about, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got stuff to control that. So that's that's like a. a a key to getting to eat whatever you want to eat. That's what they told me. Oh, but, yeah. No, I'm ready to do that. And um, we'll have to get into that eventually. So I know, I know I do want to give a little props to the guy on the other side of this camera here. He, uh, we're going to call him our chief marketing officer at the point. He has been mm -hmm. uh, blazing, trying to reach people who want to collaborate, reach distilleries, different uh, barbecue places and all that. So he kind of took on that role and has done amazing at it. And, and that's kind of what's going to produce this episode. So, uh, Derek, why don't you tell us kind of what, what we got this week and how it came to be? Yes. So we, uh, we partnered with a, uh, a local distillery in uh, Fort Worth. It's a distillery called Acre Distilling. And uh, I, so I, I'm glad you made, made it sound like I was doing some great marketing job. For the record, I don't think we've talked about our occupations, but I work in operations for a technology company. So to say that this is outside of my realm is an understatement. But Basically, I just sent out a bunch of emails and hoped someone would respond. And uh, if they didn't, I left them alone. You, I didn't send anything else. You, you got to call it a well-written email. That's where you get the credit to okay. yourself. You sent out some yeah. well-written emails. You're right. It was well-written. I mean, it had to be because some of them actually responded, which is pretty incredible. So uh, the first one to jump in and say, hey, we want to do something with you guys. We, we like what you're doing. It was Acre Distilling, and, and they, they invited us out there. So uh, you and I and our wives got to go out there and do a tasting and a tour, which was super fun, right? And we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but they they have been great. You know, we've we didn't know them. We 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 kind of barely know them now, but we just met them, and it feels like they almost feel like family. They're friends. We know who they are. They they know us, and they, we'll yeah, back out there. extremely friendly, extremely friendly. I think Mandy was the one you were talking to. She is she was yep. extremely friendly. Rod, who put on our tour, that dude was that dude was solid. I mean, he had great stories, great production, had that badass look like I I, I wanted to look like, but I don't. But no, they were extremely friendly, extremely nice people. I was glad they had us out. They uh, like like he said, we went through the tour, we got to sample a bunch of stuff, and we both went into it extremely nervous as they started because he's like, you know, a That's lot right. of places just do whiskey, we do vodka, rum, everything, and me and you both looked at each other like, mm, I don't really drink any of those. How's this gonna go? And it did not go how we expected. I, I, that was some of the 
best stuff I have tasted in a long. The vodka was my favorite. What was it? A blackberry sage tea distilled right. vodka. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It tasted like sweet. Amazing. It was amazing. It did. And we it tasted did. 10 or 12 different uh, spirits Yep. and they say they bottle 30. So when they say that we kind of look at each other, like, uh, can you really be good at 30, 30 different spirits? I mean, really good at it. And we didn't try them all, but everything we tried, it, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty amazing. And a lot of it was flavor. Well, I know that I know, I know Rod told us, you know, they're a, they're a dis destination distillery, which I've never heard of that before. I think of a distillery as somebody trying to make whiskey, make whatever, sell it to around the world. But their, their goal is to get you there. They want you to come out and experience the, they have a little bar set up. They serve food. The tour is very just lax and comfortable. It's not a guy standing with a microphone talking to a bunch of people. It's a one-on-one -on -one experience. He's cutting up with you and, and telling you about the people who work there. And it was just, man, it was an experience. Just not what you typically think of as a, uh, of a distillery tour. It was, it was a good time. And they gave us some real good stuff. And, and in fact, they, they, they told us, we want y'all to take some stuff back and sample. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed talking to Mandy because she was like, how, how much are y'all wanting? And you know, that's a awkward conversation to have because it's dangerous you to ask what, you that. at this point, <laughs> me and you were one episode in or one trailer <laughs> in. And she's like, how much do y'all need? You know, you just tell me what you want. And, which my thought was I can back the truck up and we can load the bed up, whatever you want to do. But no, no, no. You just tell me what you need. So luckily they gave both of us uh, three different bottles. We explained to them how we do this remotely. We're not in the same spot, but we want to, you know, sample it together. So they gave each of us the same three bottles. And uh, that's going to be the ones we taste today. I try to give you a little bit of uh, information of each one. Not the, not the full deal. Go see Rod. He's a lot better than we are. We're just the podcast guys, not the, not the distillery <laughs> tour guys, but uh We'll get into the three here that they did have. So this will be our, our bottle pop and sample for the week. So the first one we're going to try here is the Acre Texas Single Malt. I think I got everybody can see that. I did. We did go ahead and remove plastic. I figured no one wanted to hear all that. but Yeah, I, they definitely don't. And I'm going to go ahead. If you want to do the bottle pop, and I'll do mine in a second, but I'm going to read um, kind of a little bit about the, the uh, distillery on the back of the bottle here. It says, in the late 1800s, Hell's Half Acre became a generic name used in many frontier towns, often re referred to as the Acre. Fort Worth's version was the most infamous and rambunctious of them all. And they mentioned that it, right there where the distillery is, is where they had people walking around like uh, Doc Holliday and Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and Wyatt Earp. So it's pretty incredible when you're there, you're drinking whiskey, having a good time, knowing that that kind of stuff was going on there in that exact area. So it was really kind of cool it created this really interesting ambiance that, that we didn't expect. Well, I like how Rod said it. You, when you came through in those days, you either had the time of your life or left in a lot of trouble. So that's right. <laughs> so yeah. like a good, it's like a good idea either way. So exactly. here, let me see if I can make a decent Stop bottle pop here. I think I, that was okay. That was okay. Yeah, mine was all right too. Ooh, I think you, I think you beat Don't me pour too much now. You know, we got, we got a little bit more of this uh, podcast to go. Yeah, when you're doing three instead of one, you got to be a little more careful. Exactly. But a delicious smelling. I mean, just and and, and I will be honest; these first two we're going to try are ones that we tried there. So, just kind of a second deal. We already know how good it's going to be, but I'm sure the third one will be just as good. That's right. Yeah, that's delicious. Delicious. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> so this one has a little bit of bite on the end. Which I think is is expected when the when you've got such a high proof. What is it, a hundred proof? And so you know it's fifty percent alcohol, so it's going to have a little bit of a bite, but yeah, it's smooth proof. and it it doesn't last long and it, and it tastes great. There's just a little bit of sweetness on the end too. 
Yeah, it didn't taste 100 proof. It, it tasted like your typical 80, 85, something like that. That's right. Now, the second one, the second one, the name is what I love. And, and there was a story to go with it and all that. But the second one we got here is called Long Hair Jim. I mean, how much cooler of a name is that? And this is a straight bourbon whiskey. So this was the their, their bourbon offering <clears throat> that we got to taste that day. So it says the mash is made nope. with 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. So this is a bourbon. And bourbon, for, for those that don't know, has a few more rules than whiskey. Bourbon's got to be 51% corn. So this is well over that at, at 75. One other thing we know about this distillery, we didn't mention, but they locally source all of their grains for their whiskeys. So when it says 75% corn, it's it's Texas corn. So that's kind of a cool a cool feature for the for the whiskey. Yep. Let me see if I can do a good one again. I got to beat you this time. I think yours was better. I know it was. Man, I think you got me again. That wasn't that wasn't impressive. No, mine really wasn't. Yeah, I think you got me. I think you got me. Okay. I'm sitting here. I'm trying not to pour the size drink I would normally pour. I don't want to, like you said, we've got three to do here. So yeah, I want to be careful. So this one smells Wonderful smokier, smell. right, than the last one. And and speaking of smoke, they did have one there, and we didn't get a bottle of it, but it was called what was it, Texas Smoke, or just their smoke or oh, something. That's right. It was, it was extremely sure smoky, is. but still, I mean, there there was nothing there that I wouldn't recommend to everybody. Delicious, delicious, good stuff. That one's really good too. Um, that one's a little bit sweeter than than the first one, the Texas uh, single malt that we had. That'd be the one I'd put my wife on. She's a lot more of a bourbon person than I am. I'm I'm more of a rye and corn guy, which is why I'm most excited about this <laughs> one, Sunray Corn yeah. Whiskey. And now, and to to be clear, this is the one we did not get to try. So. This is going to be the, the first round with this one. And yeah, I'm, so, I'm so the, way, about it. the crazy thing about this one is it was, uh, it's 95% corn. I don't know if I've ever had one that's 95% corn. So I'm excited to try it. It should sure. be relatively sweet with that much corn in it. You would think so. You go first this time so I don't, yeah, so yeah. I don't have to get embarrassed. Oh, you didn't hear it. I'm going to do it again. That was t- no, 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 no. This is my chance. It's already over. Oh yeah, that was perfect. still wasn't much. That was perfect. Still wasn't much. Here's what I think the video adds: people aren't just listening to us breathe and do nothing for just a minute. Yeah, I hadn't really shown my glass with whiskey in it. They might think I'm faking. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be rude and show my glass that has another distiller on it. But yeah. We we weren't given glasses. Aker, Mandy, Rod, we weren't given glasses. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's me. That's mine right there. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, they're all good, but that one's that one's almost perfect. And it does that have that little bit of sweetness. That one, yeah, that one was good. And it's smooth as well. It doesn't really have as much bite on it. I don't know if that's related to the corn or not, but it's it's good. Yeah, like we said, we're we're no experts here, so we're not don't we're not gonna be the ones to give you the 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 deep dive on each one of these, but we're gonna tell you they're all three good. But I would definitely put I would go sun sun hair, long hair, and then the, the single malt is my is my order of choice. So one sun ray, two long horn excuse me, long haired uh, gem, and long three hair. 
is the uh, single malt. Yeah. I th actually yeah, agree. definitely definitely same. Definitely sun sunray on top for sure for sure. Um, you know, I don't think we've ever dug into this, but if, if you're sitting around just sipping on this, what what are you doing outside of just sipping on a little whiskey? What what is your thing to do outside of that? Well, I think obviously food's important. We covered that. So outside of that, I'll have music playing. I've always got a little mini portable Definitely. speaker and that thing kind of goes with us everywhere. Um, so I'll be listening to music. Oh, How yeah. about you? Same thing. That's, that's me. I've got that old rusty looking speaker. I've, I've actually got one. We've taken to the beach each year for like eight years now. It's got sand in it. The cage is kind Same. of rusty, but it still sounds good. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I'm out in the back porch. I sit in the garage, sitting wherever, just listening to a little music, which I will say at, at 40, listening to music and picking what's good music is different than what it used to be. I feel like there's not a music centered toward us, but I don't really know what that would look like either. I don't, I don't know what a music centered to a 40 year old would look like. I don't so know. I find myself listening to stuff that's kind of the, the remind me of when I was young, remind me of the tough times, yeah. remind me of the heartbreaks and not to depress me. It doesn't depress me. I don't, I'm not the kind that linger in pain and, and regrets. You know, I'm glad for everything I've been through. But what what do you listen to? Well, the, well, the way you describe what you listen to, you're just listening to country then, right? Uh, probably ninety five percent of the time, yeah. But yeah. not. But let's not let's let's not let's be clear. Like not Nashville country. Nashville country is not is not pointed at me anymore. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I said country. Not Nashville I'm not nineteen country. sitting on a lake. I'm not 19 sitting on a lake next to a lake with a girl by a bonfire anymore. No, I'm, so my, my wife's right there with me sipping on a little whiskey and listening to speaker in the backyard, enjoying what we've done and what we've built together. So yeah, no, not Nashville country by any means. Yeah. I'm, what's, what's, what's gotten me a lot is more the, the platform that smaller artists have now. I mean, you don't go to the radio. You don't go to the TV to find the ones I'm listening to. You're, you're catching people who have put a little snippet of their music on TikTok or Instagram. You're like, man, that's catchy and dig into them. And they may never make it big or they may be big in their own, you know, running around doing shows type things. So the, the, the industry's changed a lot, I think, since we were young, especially. Yeah, for sure. So I listen to, I listen to, you know, Texas country, similar to you, and uh, also listen to 90s rock and maybe early 2000s. But stuff that's nostalgic to me for the same reasons. Um, and so that, that's kind of my, my thing. And I'm not, I'll tell you a story. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I, I was, my wife and I were going to a Papa Roach concert. I still love Papa Roach. I think I always <laughs> will. They're incredible live. Love their stuff. So anyways, we bought tickets and they were kind of expensive. And we're thinking, you know, why? They're, it's Papa Roach. Maybe they're more popular than we, than we think. Um, but they're sold out and the tickets were expensive. Then we get there and it's just super crowded, which was unexpected. And uh, we noticed a bunch of young people. So my wife and I are like, wow, you know, Papa Roach has got it. Like they're, they're pulling in the young crowd and, every, you know, they're going to stay relevant forever. You felt, we, you felt hip for a minute, didn't you? You yeah, felt like you were yeah. hip and, and with the trends, you were doing it. That's right. Well, I kind of do anyways. But, yeah, especially then. <laughs> my son would argue with that. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're in there and, and there's another band that's playing before them. And apparently that's what all the kids were there for. And so, I mean, they're going nuts. And this band is this weird mix of like emo, screamo, super poppy hip hop. It's Sounds a weird terrible. Mix Sounds match. terrible. Yeah. And it'll be all of that in one song. And then all of them are like that. So, of course, we got through it. And, you know, my ears were in pain. My head was in pain. My entire body was just <laughs> suffering. But we made it and we felt relieved. 
but we felt well enough to ask this girl next to us, like, how did, we've never heard of this band. They're, they're not on the radio. Um, we, we don't know who they are, but they're super popular with younger people, obviously. And so we asked, like, how do they know that this band is, is a big deal? And she said, oh, our generation doesn't listen to the radio. We watch TikTok and YouTube. I'm like, oh, so I guess, you know, I felt that was how I, picture, that I, I just imagined you. I just imagined the both y'all looking over. We're not hearing them on the radio, honey. Where, where are these people playing? I mean, I, that's when I you said it. That was a totally how I saw. I saw how that's how they looked at y'all. I was that's like, right, who are these that's right. people? What are they? That's what are they what talking they about? And that's the terrible part. Is like I don't think I've ever felt as old as in that moment. And I've got a teenage son, so he makes me feel old all the time. But I still felt super old then. But I think about it. My son doesn't listen to the radio. I mean, he's staring at his phone, so he's listening to music on his phone. But it's stuff that he sees on his phone, not not. From the radio, yep. you know. So uh, you're yeah. right. That's that's the, the way for bands to get popular. So if Papa Roach ever listens, get on TikTok and Instagram and all those things because that's where it's at. No, definitely. I, I do want to expand since you 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 brought it up. I want to I want to tell the story. Um, being that you are a '90s music person, uh, I believe it was last year we had opportunity to go to a concert with you and your wife to a uh, Bush concert. Uh, which yeah. we all liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I love like Bush I back in the day. Gavin Rosdale, they rocked. It was great. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Of course, there was there the same thing. I do remember in the same situation. There was two bands that opened up that were just terrible, just just horrible. I want to say one was like very antichrist and saying things that we were like, hmm, mm-hmm. all righty, what did we show up for? She was a young, went and got like drinks girl, at that point, and yeah, 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 yeah. No, we went and got drinks at that point and let that one happen. But during the uh, and, and to 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 lead into this, Derek told me he was a huge Bush fan. Like, I'm, oh, this is, I love them. I love Gavin. And I believe, okay, that's cool. You like them. I like some people too. (laughs) So at at some point they're starting to play and me and my wife decided to go get a drink or something. And as we're coming back, this guy over here is lit up like Christmas, like, like he just got the biggest present of his life. And he's like, I touched Gavin Rosdale. And I'm like, what? Oh, they came back here and I touched him. And I'm just like, Okay. I mean, I this could. dude, this dude right here was lit. You were on cloud nine for touching Gavin Rosdale. Look, two things. First off, it happened <laughs> one time. Okay. Just one. Second. It won't be forgotten. <laughs> no. You and Jenny, your wife, needed to go to the restroom or get get booze or something. So y'all walked out and it was in the middle of the song. And one thing that Gavin Rosdale will do is walk towards the back where all the cheap seats are and kind of like say hi to people. Not really, but I mean, he's singing and high-fiving and all that kind of stuff. Well, those two seats were empty and we're in the back. Now we didn't, we are cheap, but we really like the back there because we can hop over the back and go get booze real easily. But we're back there and Gavin Rosdale is coming closer and closer. So of course, I mean, the heartbeat starts going. Like I'm thinking, is he really coming over here? He came over and, and stood right in those two empty seats right next to us. And so, yeah, I mean, I might've thrown my hand on his shoulder and, and, um, kind of was excited about it but it, again it was it was a one time thing unless that ever happens again well, then it'll happen then it'll be two times but i mean so you 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 said you know he does that and you know that happens so is that why the seats were picked cuz you know me and my wife didn't help pick this y'all picked the seats were you were you strategically picking seats that you thought he might come by no i, I knew he did that but i didn't think about it because when <laughs> we're in that venue we're always going to take those seats because we found out it's super easy to get out and go get the beer. But no, it, was good, it was good seats. But yeah, and the seats are fine there. But no, I didn't remember that. But I kind of started thinking about it about midway through. 
at least I knew not to go get booze or go get uh, go get a bathroom break at that time. And your wife is still upset about it, for the record. She's upset. True. Now she, she is it. your other '90s person, so yeah. she would have liked to have seen that too. So, whereas right. I was not hurt at all, she was definitely like, "Oh, why did we go then?" But if you backtrack, I want to say it was her idea that we went. So it wasn't. It wasn't like yeah. I said I need to go to the bathroom or anything. It's never the guy that's got to go to the bathroom. So I want to say she opened that door and, and she set herself up for failure. So that that's not on me. <laughs> that's, that's not, not on, on me at all. That's not that's me at all. So, well, hopefully here. I mean, here in a few weeks, we're going to go see a. And I'm going to say the name wrong, and I just, I've never heard them say his name, but Same. it's Warren Zeters or Zaders. I don't know. Maybe Zaders, Zaders. Is that what we're going to go with? Maybe Zaders. Who knows? I, whatever it is, we're going to go see him um, in Dallas at the House of Blues. So I'm excited about that one. Very excited. Yeah, um, same. And he's, and he's another Texas one of those guy. artists that I've just. Yeah. Is he Texas or is I, he like Tennessee I, or I something? I made that up. I, I said that and thought maybe not. Yeah, he <laughs> might not be Texas. He kind of sounds like it though. So oh, we'll get old Arizona credit. boy as he is or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian country. Whatever he's from, yeah. That's right. But no, he's he's another one of those. That, that's where I kind of found him was on on TikTok and Instagram, just posting, you know, throwing out short videos of what he was doing. He's got some good music, so I'm excited to go see that one. I have I have told my wife that I need to get a cowboy hat before we go, which she's wildly against. But you've been I, saying I think that. it would I think it would I think it would set the tone really well. You, we, but I, I don't want to go just buy one off a rail, a rack. I want to go have it made, shaped the way I want it, and all, all that deal. stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I want to feel like I'm a cowboy for at least a day. We're going to have to do that, both of us, and and do a recording with us both in our hats. I think it'll be a funny episode because you and I will just be cracking up at each other. Because I can only just visualize you in a cowboy hat right now and it cracks me up. Well, and then my wife will take a video of me wearing it back into my suburban uh, subdivision home and be like, yeah, look at this cowboy. I mean, I know know what she'll do to me. I know what she'll do to me in a heartbeat. That's right. Man, before we drag this thing out too long, I think we've... I think we've covered enough for today, but like I said, we were extremely excited. Thanks again to Acre Distilling for having us out, Mandy Absolutely. and Rod and the other people out there. Man, we had a great time. Um, I think we've agreed we're going to go do it again. Definitely, definitely going to go check it out again. Whether it'll be part of the podcast or not, I don't know, but it, I'm going again. That was a that was a good time. I, I know. Just to add on, they do have a little blending session we're going to try right. to go do. You get to kind of make your own. You get to combine all their whiskeys and make your own. Which I mean, I'm hopefully I know what I'm doing, but probably not at all. So yeah, and to but add like to that, like we said earlier, Derek's. Sorry to add to that, they're they'll make the they'll make our logo on the label to put on a bottle. So that's pretty incredible. So we're definitely going to be back. We're going to get a couple of bottles with our logo on it. And we're excited about it, and I think we should talk a little bit about it. Maybe we'll show the bottle off um, on one of the uh, future episodes. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to have a bottle with our logo? So like in 10 years, when this thing didn't work out, and we're just sitting on the back porch, you remember remember how we got this? We'll at least have good whiskey out of it. <laughs> We well, I remember it's up to us, so let's not let's not commit to that That's one good. yet. That's but good. no, we're wanting to do more like that. And like I said, uh, Derek's kind of been reaching out to some. We've got some other people on the line that we're going to be doing similar things with, or at least sampling some of their whiskey. I kind of I think I think we've kind of determined that something we'd like to do in this is kind of bring awareness to a lot of the smaller distilleries that no, nobody knows. Not to not to give slight to any of the big names who have been in the business forever and, you know, making good ones, Jack, Jim, Crown, you know, all the ones makers, all the ones that have been making it forever and are making really solid stuff, not, not to slot them at all. But there's a lot of these little smaller distillers that are out here, you know, beating the streets and doing it and, and making some really good stuff and, and making an experience to go with it. So I, I think that's something we'd like to try to highlight. And like I said, Derek's been reaching out to someone. We've, we've got some people on the line and we're going to try to involve them in some future episodes. So. 
hopefully right. we'll get get around to that. I know we've got some other ones already lined up, so hopefully that'll be part of it. But um, I guess before we get out of here, you know, like I said, we always say we want to hear from everybody. Um, I know we've had a few people reach out to us on social media with some ideas and thoughts, and we've had some messages and all that. So let's continue to grow that, you know. Um, we're on uh, we're on TikTok, which we're hoping to grow that after this. You know, we're hoping to take the video aspect of it and, and grow our Instagram and TikTok a little bit. And so we want to hear from you on there. We're already on Facebook. Uh, we have our email, uh, whiskeyfirepodcast at gmail.com. We have our wids, uh, website, whiskey-fire.com. So we've got plenty of ways to reach out to us. Um, definitely do it. Give us your ideas. Say you want to be part of the show, you know, suggest a distiller anything those were terrible i mean like i told derek until we get some good criticization we're not we haven't made it that's part of the deal so we definitely want to hear that and uh wherever you do get your podcast definitely don't forget to subscribe rate review follow us do it all um i think now we're on pandora spotify apple maybe a couple other smaller ones i think i got on google and then got a message immediately that's getting shut down so (laughs) sorry everybody who's on google You're going to have to find another channel. They've already, they've already cut you all out. But right. um, wherever you do, definitely reach out to us, connect to us, and tell us what you think. We like to hear from everybody. So That's anything right. you want to throw out there before we hop off, Derek? Yeah, for sure. So just once again, I want to say thank you so much to Mandy and the team at Acre Distilling. We really thoroughly enjoyed it, not just saying that. We'll be honest in our reviews. We really feel like this was a, a really fun event and uh, something we enjoyed. Uh, great date night. wasn't super expensive. Um, so it's something you need to check out. It's in downtown Fort Worth and downtown Fort Worth. Isn't like downtown Dallas. There's parking at the facility and and it's easy to get in and out of. It's really pretty down there. Lots of good restaurants. We actually check one out. So, um, go check it out. It's really, it's really a great place. And just, uh, we, I don't want to go through all the, the analytics, but basically we're in 39 States now with listeners that have downloaded in 39 States and we've got, uh, seven countries. I don't know if you know that Slate, but I checked it earlier today. We went from six to seven. So. Seven countries, thirty nine. So we caught India. We caught India. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, which is which is interesting. But uh, so yeah, we're all over the place now, and so we know we, we've got some really great listeners out there. And so I just want to thank everybody that's listening. Um, it, you, you guys are, are really kind of giving us energy to keep this thing going, and we're excited about it. Definitely. So until we talk to y'all again, God bless, and see you next time. See you.